Take your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 1, please. Any Italians in the room? Any Italians here? There you go. There's a couple of us. I got a, I got a story for us Italians in here. An old man lived alone in New Jersey. He wanted to dig his tomato garden, but it was very hard as the ground was hard. His only son, Vinny, who used to help him, was in prison. The old man wrote a letter to his son and described his predicament. Dear Vinny, I'm feeling pretty badly because it looks like I won't be able to plant my tomato garden this year. I'm just getting too old to be digging up that garden plot. I know if you were here, my troubles would be over. I know you'd be happy to dig the plot for me, love Papa. A few days later, he received a letter from his son, Dear Pop, don't dig up the garden. That's where all the bodies are buried. Love, Vinny. At 4 a.m. the next morning, the FBI agents and local police arrive and dig up the entire area without finding any bodies. They apologize to the old man and they leave. Later that same day, the old man receives another letter from his son. Dear Pop, go ahead and plant the tomatoes now. <laughs> That's the best I could do under the circumstances. Love, love you, Vinny. And, uh, that's a clever Italian, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> Psalms chapter 1, if you would please, look in verse 1, and um, just follow along with me as I read. Very familiar chapter for us all, but I want to look at it today. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now look at me for a minute. Here you have, in just these first three verses, God's qualifications on somebody that loves the word of God. What, what God does with a person who delights in his law. The Lord law there is talking about God, God's word and uh, the precepts that God has given us. And this is a powerful, very, very important verse in, passage in Scripture because it talks to us about God's gift to us, not just the Bible, but what he does with us through the Bible. All right? And he, says, he said in verse 3, And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So the secret to success is the word of God just plain and simple. That's just, uh, you, you say, well, I don't know. There are all kinds, there are a lot of things. You have to have character, you have discipline. But the Word of God gives you everything that you need and shows you the way to how to have good success or to prosper in life. Verse 4 says, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, so, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So those that, that defy the word of God and those that don't delight in it, there is a direction they're going to go, and it's not good. And those that follow the things of God and follow the word of God, the Bible says you're going to prosper. I want to look at that tonight for a few moments. Let's pray and we'll jump right into it. Father, we ask your blessings upon the message this evening. I pray that you would help us to understand it. In your name we pray. Amen. Psalm 119, I want you to turn to it if you would please, 119, and a couple of verses here I want you to look at, verse 103, and I'll read just uh, through 105, Psalm 119, 103, and 105, and of course throughout the entire 119th Psalm you'll see the words uh, commandments, or precepts, or law, many, many words that 
talk about the Bible, talk about God's word, God's laws, and uh, the commandments in the Bible, and so forth. And so it's an entire uh, psalm about the Bible. Alright, so if you would, look in verse 103. It says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I want to key in on this passage right here, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Our, our lives, your life, my life, were a sum total of the decisions that we make. We will prosper in life if we make good decisions. We will not prosper. We'll live in debt. We'll live in sin. We'll live in heartache and ruin if we make poor choices or bad decisions. Now, the Word of God here just, just, just openly just clarifies that the Word of God, the Bible, the pages of this book right here, are a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And if you follow that, these guidelines, you're going to make good choices. You're going to make good decisions. And, uh, you know, you can study the Bible all you want, but you've got to follow it too. You've got to understand it. And let me explain this one verse to you. It says, I, the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet. A lamp unto my feet. This down here, I saw it earlier, right here, this little coal oil lantern that um, is of ancient days. Brother Hassey had this as a nightlight when he was a child. And... Um, <laughs> But, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, this right here, would, you know, our Coleman lanterns today would, would be the equivalent of a modern day one of these or now an LED one. But this is a lamp under your feet. This is a light that just shines round, around me. It shows me just, a, just an area about me. And uh, it just, it, it's not showing the back of the room. If you've ever been camping, you've used one of these, you know, it will light, lighten up a room, but basically illuminates everything around you. And that's one of the things the Word of God does. It illuminates you. It, it, shows, it shows you, you. And uh, it's like looking into a mirror, you're seeing yourself. And uh, there are a lot of things about you that you don't want to see or you don't want to uh, really, uh, you don't want illuminated. But when you read the Bible, all of a sudden the things about you come, come to light. Your attitudes, your, your spirit, uh, your sin comes to light. You hear God's word preached and taught. You, you read the word of God and spend time in it. And uh, all of a sudden, things in your life will start, start being, you'll notice them now. It's because it's a lamp unto your feet. It's showing you where you are, what you are, who you are. You know, and I, I challenge, of course, much of my preaching throughout life, my early life, if I may, has been to young people, teenagers. And, uh, you know, and, I, and, and the Word of God to a young person is so vital. That's why conferences are so important. That's why camps are so important. It makes a young person get involved in the Bible. 
they're away from their TV and cell phone and things like that, and they're 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 having devotions in the morning and they're having a, a service in the early morning and then in the afternoon and and they're memorizing verses and they're singing scripture songs and they're having preaching at night and the word of God starts to, to get in their soul and then long about Thursday night after several many hours of the word of God being pumped into them all of a sudden the preacher's preaching and all of a sudden something starts happening in their heart and all of a sudden they start seeing themselves as they are and the lamp under their feet is showing their sin it's showing what they are and, and, and you know what it's, it's not looking good to them why a young person can sit there and all of a sudden walk forward and say, Brother Eddie, you know what? I feel like God's calling me to be a missionary. And why is it? I don't know. While the preaching was going on or while I was having my devotions this morning, I really felt God calling me there. And it's all because, it's not because, you know, he saw handwriting on the wall. It's he saw himself through the eyes of the Word of God. And God illuminated who he is and what he's supposed to do in life. And all of a sudden, he feels like maybe there's, there's a yearning in his heart and in his life for the mission field or to preach the gospel. He may not understand where he's going to go one day. He may not understand exactly how it's going to be used, but now there is a heart for people. There's a heart to win souls. There's a heart for, to get, for him to get rid of his sin or to make things better with his parents. He didn't have that illumination when he walked into those meetings, when he left for camp. But the Word of God will help reveal those things. It'll help reveal my motives, why I do things. It'll help reveal my heart. And you know, if I, can get, I, can't, I can't make the right choices for my life unless, unless I understand what I am. You know, back in, in you know, the 70s and early 80s, you know, everything was, uh, man, I'm going to California, dude. What for? i got to find myself, man. You know, I was thinking, I'm going to go to California and find myself. Why can't you find yourself here? I don't know, dude. It's just everybody goes to California for that. Well, you know, you can't find yourself until you lose yourself, and the Word of God shows you who you are. We, we want to take time and we want to choose what we want to do. We want to choose who we are and, and uh, what sins we want to get rid of. Well, that would be nice, but that's not going to make you holy. That's not going to reveal the, the true you. When I was um, a youth pastor, we took uh, seven missionary trips, and uh, six of them were to Mexico, and each year we started in January. And uh, the first Sunday in January, we started a contest, and, and um, you had to get points. You got points for coming to Young Fundamentalist and going to choir and other things and teenage soul winning. And, but one of the things that you had to do is you had to read the Bible through in a, in a 10-week Bible reading program that we had. That's about 14, 15 chapters a day. All right? If you miss a day, that's twice that many. You miss three days, get your calculator out. You got a long night ahead of you. Now, I went on this program with the kids, and, and the truth is, I never got the Bible read through in 10 weeks. It was the, the best I ever did was 12 weeks. But I watched something every year. Every year we did that, pro, that, we did that program. Long about the second, and definitely by the third week, I could see those kids that were reading their Bibles, all of a sudden, I saw them going forward at, in invitations in church. In chapels at the high school, they would go forward, and if we had an invitation... They, they, would, they would come first. 
I would often, they would come up to me and say, Brother Eddie, you know what, this this verse, and, and show me a verse in the Old Testament that they just didn't understand, and, and some precepts there they didn't get. And I could tell their heart was tender. They would, they would listen to songs while the uh, choirs were singing or special numbers were singing, and tears would come down their eyes. And what was happening was the Bible was illuminating them. Amen. And all they were doing was reading it. They were spending a, just an extraordinary amount of time in the Word of God. And then when we went to Mexico on the missions trips, I'll tell you what, these kids were right for the calling of God. But the truth is, the Bible is the lamp, it's a lamp unto your feet. It gives direct illumination as to who you are. People who are angry and people who are proud and arrogant, I can tell one thing for sure, they don't spend much time in the Bible. And people that don't like to take advice or people get angry at, at uh, preachers when they preach because they name their sin. They don't spend much time in the Word of God because if they did, that Bible would, would have illuminated themselves. And see Shelly uh, Reed and her mom back there and, and uh, at Mrs. Neimeyer's husband's funeral, they let me use one of his Bibles to preach from. They'll vouch for this inside the margins of, I think, one of, I had one of six Bibles or so, I, I believe. The notes in the margins of his Bible were to him. When he read the Bible, he would read it, and, you know, and so often I, bought, I was convicted by it because I would read the Bible trying to get thoughts and trying to get sermons and try to get to teach, things to teach and young fundamentalists and so forth. And uh, he taught a boys' Bible class, a, a Sunday school class, but he uh, he read the Bible and studied it to get convict him. He got things from the Word of God that pricked his soul, and he would even write in the margin of his Bible, "Ellie, this is where you're wrong. Elliot, this is what you need. Elliot, you think too much of money. All these notes in the Bible." as if God wrote that book just to him. And what he found, what he found and what he has taught many of us who've read some of his Bibles is that God illuminates the person. It's not just reading a couple of Psalms in the morning. It's about looking at the Word of God and letting the Word of God show you something that you needed that day, something that you need in your heart and your life. When you listen to preaching, do you go with an open ear to hear what God's Word says and what the preacher is saying through God's Word, the Bible that he's teaching? Do you ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you while you're listening to the sermon or is waiting for you know, a funny story and to get out? But you're not going to receive things, illumination of who you are and what you are unless you spend time in God's Word. The last half of that verse says, it's a lamp in your feet and a light in your what? A path. Path. You know, want to know how to make right decisions? Spend time with the Word of God. That illumination is like one of those, uh, uh, you know, five... 500 or 1,000 lumen flashlights that just send out a beam so crisp and clear you can walk across it. Don't try it, okay? But you could, it feels like you could touch it. It's just so bright. And what it does, it shows you it's not a lamp in your feet. It's a light to your path. Amen. You want to see God's future for you, you spend time with, in God's Word. 
You say, well, am I going to read a verse that tells me where I'm going to spend my life, who I'm going to marry, and uh, what house I'm going to buy? No. You won't find any of that in the Bible. But what you will find is illumination as to direction. All of a sudden, God's going to show you some things and you're going to have earthly wisdom that's given from heaven that will help you to make choices and decisions that you need to make. And Brother Eddie, pray for me. I've got a big decision to make at work. You know what? I'll pray for you, but what you really need to do is spend time in your Bible. I was driving uh, for teenage soul winning a few years back and had a group of young ladies in, in the car and, and uh, when you drive girls at soul winning after a little while they forget you're there and they get talking about things and all of a sudden they get talking about their boyfriends and, and I as a youth pastor I kept up with, with everything that was going on <laughs> through my teenage soul winning car but they got to talking one day it was late April and uh, school was coming to a close and they began to talk and they began to talk about their future. And they began to talk about where they're going to college and what they were going to do. And I'm going to cosmetology school and I want to do this and I want to do that. And this went on for about five, six minutes or so. And I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, I don't know if I was starting to drive faster or what, but man, I was starting to boil. And one of the girls looked at, at me and she says, hey girls, Brother Eddie's getting upset. And one of them said, Brother Eddie, you upset? I said, no, I'm furious. I said, why? What are you mad at? I said, you know, for the last few minutes, all you girls have talked about is what your plans are for you. And I said, I guarantee you, not, not a one of you has spent five minutes in your Bible at begging God to show you your future. After 12 years of mom and dad spending payments every month to send you to a Christian school, so you could hear the Bible taught, so you can have your teachers read it for you first thing in the morning. So you can go to chapel three times a week and have the Bible preached to you. So you can go to school camp and have special speakers from across the country come in and preach to you and teach you things from the Word of God. Where you had preachers preach to you every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night and teach you God's Word. And, uh, and all the effort and time put into you so you could have the Word of God as your guide. And not a one of you, not a one of you has even considered what God says. I said, yeah, it infuriates me. And you know, it just, it, 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 we're all that way though. We want to make this choice. We want to buy this house. We want to buy this car. We want to invest in this. We want to do this. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You spend time in the Word of God. God will help you understand things and make better choices. He will illuminate your path. Amen. There's not a teenager out there at Hammond Baptist tonight that knows who they're going to marry, where they're going to live, and they don't have the answers for their everyday life in 10 years from now in five years from now or a year from now. But the truth is, God will guide their path and God will direct their path if they spend time in His Word. Spend time in His Word. It will show you the very things. It'll help you, it'll, you, know, it'll help you see the, the, the heart that you should have for a country. And how many young people have felt God calling them to the mission field? And, and I always ask, do you have a, have a leaning to where God may direct you? No, I don't. But you know what? When they spend time studying God's Word, going to Bible college, getting around God's people, and, and just engrafting the Spirit of God in their life, God will reveal the where. 
because he said he would, he's, he's, the word of God is a light into their path. So the Bible's just not a book that we get, study it, we study and we try to get things out, try to learn history and so forth. It is to help us with our everyday life. It is to help me to become a better person today. It shows me what I am today. It's a light into my path to see my destination, to see down the road. And though we rely on training, we rely on experience, we rely on, on uh, uh, the advice of others, as we should. Because I think the Word of God will help us, direct us to all those right people. And to all those right places to where we will get the things that we need for our lives. But God's Word is the light. It's the light. It's the light for you. It's the light for your future. So what do we do with it? I'm going to give you really quick here eight things. Number one, read it. Read it. 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 17 says, And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, that which are able to make thee wise into salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You know what's going to help your, your, your children, your newborns, to find Christ in a few years? Is to get them around the Word of God. The Word of God will reveal their faith and their need for faith in God. It'll reveal their sinful nature. And it'll re reveal their, their want to go to heaven and not to hell. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For the man of God may be perfect, thorough, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Read it. Just read it. Spend time reading it. There are times where you're just trying to get through it just to get a devote. You know what? You know... It's not, it's not exactly that you read one verse or a thousand verses. It's that you just read the Bible. And quite often you'll get stuck on a portion. You'll get stuck on a passage. And that's a good thing. Read it over again. Read it over again and again and again and again. But read the Word of God. Number two, study it. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I mean, you should study this Bible right here, not so that you can, you know, memorize all the facts and figures in the Bible. That's good and that's wonderful and it's great if you're a teacher and, and you want to learn those things, but the, the thing about studying the Bible and learning about things of the word of God is that you're learning God. You're studying God. These are his words. You want to you study a man, you read the writings. You want to learn about Jack Hiles, read his books. You want to learn about John Rice, read his books. You'll learn a lot about them. You want to learn about God, read this book right here. Amen. The Bible commands us to study, to show thyself approved unto God. Number, number three, write it down. Write it. I was talking to Brother Mark Bachman one day and uh, asking him some tips on Bible study. And he said, Brother Eddie, he said, something I've been having my family do is we spend time writing, copying the Word of God. I said, why do you do that? He says, I'm not sure, other than it's, it's a biblical principle. I said, well, that's always a good thing to know. <laughs> and uh, he said, but you know what? It seems like when you write it down, it kind of seeds in your heart a little bit more. He said, I can't explain that. But I just believe the Bible teaches that, and I think it's been helpful to my family. And you know, the Bible does say there in, in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. Therefore shall ye lay up, the, lay, up, lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. That the word of God may be so close to you, 
And so that it's like in the center portion of your eyes. That's why the, the Jewish, the, the Hebrew used to have, take pieces of the Torah and would have their, their, their kids and their family write it down and they would place it in, in boxes in front of their forehead so that it would be there to, to, to exemplify what Scripture says here. And the Word of God, Word of God, take time to write it down. You don't understand a passage. And I've, been, I've done this many times. You don't understand a passage or a few verses and I've looked in commentaries and they didn't suffice me. I would just take that passage and I would just start writing those verses out. And just not typing them but writing and handwriting them out. And you know, after a few days, all of a sudden, you know, I start getting some insight to that verse. And then I trace maybe another verse or uh, you know, read the preceding verse and the verses afterwards and all of a sudden I, I grasp an understanding of it better. So write it down. Number four, teach it. Teach it. Deuteronomy 6, 6, And these words shall I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And verse 7 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You know, her moms and dads, and of course very few children in here tonight, but you know, after a sermon sometime on your way home, you ought to bring up a verse that the pastor preached on. And say, you know what, that was a good passage that preacher brought out tonight. He said this about it. What do, you, what do you kids think about that? You know, you'll be surprised what your kids will get in the understanding they'll have from just talking about the Scripture. I was talking to Brother Judah yesterday and his family and he were on vacation in a couple of days and there was a, a similar situation to where uh, another pastor had said something about a dress code that... that he didn't care for and he didn't say anything to that pastor but his kids asked him about it in the car on the, on the way home and they got the Bible out and he showed them a couple of scriptures and he said you know it's an awesome awesome Bible just going through scripture and you know my kids talking about what they felt the word of God meant and me helping them to understand that you know, teach it. You know, many of you are Sunday school teachers. What, one of the great blessings of this church are the number of Sunday school classes we have to where you get the opportunity to study the Bible every week and, and present that to a group of teenagers. And you know, right, the teacher does the learning, right? You probably learn more Bible preparing for Sunday school classes than, than you do listening to preaching. But teach it. Teach it. Tell people about it. Go soul winning. Use the Word of God and uh, your Bible when you're, when you're winning people to Christ. Show them out of the Bible. Teach them what those verses mean. Number five, listen to it. Listen to it. Verse, uh, Romans 10, 17, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Man, listen to it. We have, we, you know, back in the day, it was listening to all the tapes by Alexander Scorby. Right? How many of you still have some of those cassette tapes? How many have records? Okay. <laughs> Okay, and uh, but now you now it's on your iPhone. Now you can you can go into many different Bible programs, and you can play it in your vehicle. You can put it in your earbuds, and you can you can do it while you're exercise. You can do it while while you're eating. You can I mean you can listen to the Word of God just about any time you want today. It's never been easier. And if you you know I like the dramatized version. You know, I'm still a kid. I get to sing it to me. And, uh, but, 
you know, you listen to it, and you know, and, and the story becomes more of a story. It becomes alive to you. And you know what? But listen to the Word of God. We have that capability today. And spend time, I mean, hours sometimes listening to it. You'll be surprised how your mood changes. Quite often, so, you know, and, and you know, when you're going through some stressful things and some rough days and, and uh, difficult hours, you know, you change, you know, from, from Fox News. You change from your regular uh, programs on your radio and you just put on scripture right then and everything about you will change. Your attitude, your spirit, your, you know, all of a sudden things about you are illuminating and all of a sudden you have peace that you didn't have before all because you're listening to scripture. Number six, hide it. Psalm 119.11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Warren Wearsby makes a statement, pastor uses this a lot, what you do with the Bible You know, what do you mean to hide it? Why, why does the Bible talk about hide it? You know what? You put that, memorize that, that scripture. Get your kids to memorize scripture. It's easier for kids to memorize than it is adults. But get that word of God. And that's why I think Christian education is so important. Man, the, these, your kids, once they're, they come home from Hammond Baptist, memorizing chapters and chapters at a time, you wonder, how, do, how can they do that? Because they're taught to. And they're ingrained in them to, to memorize the word of God. And one day those verses are going to come out. I'll challenge everybody here. You know, we preachers, we all have life verses because we've got to sign a Bible and put a verse under it. So you've got to think of one. But I think, I think a life verse for everybody is important. You say, what do you mean? I, I call it our Alamo verse. It's a verse that you just, it's your last stand. When nothing else in the Bible makes sense to you, you have one verse you can always go to. You can quote it any time, day, day or night. It's that verse that's hidden in your heart that, uh, you know what, that you, it's your go-to verse. And when your mind gets cloudy and life is confusing, and you're going through some tremendous heartache or grief, one verse will come to you. It's that knot at the end of the rope for you. But hide it because you're going to need that verse or other verses at appointed times in your life. You don't know when, but it's hid there for an appointed time. Study it. Hide it. Number seven, meditate on it. Meditate. Psalms 1, and we just read, and now shall, uh, I'll just read it for you, and it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in the season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. You want that prosperity in life, then the Bible says that you ought to meditate on the word of God. Day and night. Now, this is not like you're crossing your legs and sitting in Indian style and humming and chanting and burning incense. Um, Psalm 1. You know, that's not it. It's taking, it's taking a verse of Scripture, writing it down, putting it on the dash of your car, thinking about it, praying about it. Lord, Holy Spirit, what, is that, what does that verse mean? How can, how can you, you brought that verse to mind today. Why? You know, sometimes we don't ask the Holy Spirit that, which is number eight, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. We don't ask the Holy Spirit to do that because we don't really want to know what it means. Because we really don't want to see what's in the mirror. We really don't want to see ourselves as we really are. But when you meditate on it and you think about it,
you know what? Understanding comes. You'll find, you'll find a way to apply that to some portion of your life. And, you'll under, and it, may, it may be for somebody else that day. But the Word of God is a very powerful, powerful book. It's not just for preachers to preach from and study it. It's for you and I. Every one of us have a copy of it. We have multiple copies. And as I mentioned, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand. This book is, this book is God, God breathed. It's alive. And you know what? There's so much of this Bible that's so important for me today. And there are things that I'm going to get out of a passage that you may not get out of it. Because the Holy Spirit is showing me something from it that I personally need. It's the lamp unto my feet. It's the light unto my path. There's a direction I may go that you, you don't feel is right for you. It may not be because it's not a light. This book here is a light into my path. And your Bible is a light into your path. And God has given us all different personalities and directions and goals in life. And, and uh, there are many things that we ought to do alike. But, but the purpose of God's will is uniquely designed for you. And it's not hid. In fact, God will illuminate it for you if you just spend time in his word.